0: Yo, have you heard of LinkedIn Learning? If you haven't, LinkedIn Learning is an American massive open online course provider. It provides video courses taught by industry experts in a variety of subjects. Now, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because Living Corporate is in partnership with LinkedIn Learning to provide diversity, equity and inclusion courses. Listen, if you're trying to be a better ally, you want to understand better diversity, equity, inclusion strategies, or you just want to learn how to be a better leader. You got to check out the courses on LinkedIn Learning. So check it out. You can do it one of two ways. You can click the link in the show notes or you go to LinkedIn Learning and you search Living Corporate. Again, link in the show notes or go to LinkedIn Learning and search Living Corporate. I'll see you over there.
1: Hello, hello. Happy Saturday, everyone. Hello and welcome. This is the group chat on the Living Corporate Network. And I am your host, Vonda Page. And this is Radical Power with Vonda Page and my good friend and colleague, Sana Khan. Hey, Sana, how you doing?
0: Hi, I'm good. Uh, Well, Good. Yeah, I guess good's a good word, but I'll get into it.
1: (laughs) And and, and how about this? We can start there. And it's okay to not be good, to be okay, to be whatever, to be upset, mad, sad, glad, because, you know, it is what it is. And we can start right there. Right. right? So today is Saturday. And, you know, life is what it is. okay? And and what it is, is 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 happening. So, you know, tell me how your week has been and just tell me what's going on.
0: Yeah, no, I, um, you know, we, we came in, uh, whenever we do these sessions, we have an overall sort of environment around us um, that requires, that not requires, but asks us, expects us, almost demands silently for us to be professional in a certain way. And what conforming to professionalism means when professionalism is usually code for fitting into an existing culture. Um, and so, you know, among Black women and Black men, this has become known as code switching uh and the better you are at it the more likely you are to get certain opportunities and play the game and etc etc um but it's also important to remember what is um what is a like not necessarily a lie or deception but more that it is a version of your truth it's a facet of your truth and so that when you always stay uh whenever you feel like hey i'm I'm code switching or I want to come back to who I am, whether it's tight coiled hair or it's me putting on concealer because I've been on and off crying since last night. Um, actually earlier, the night before. Um, so it's been about 48 hours for me. And, um, it, you know, as you go through these things, um, how do you then remember that, okay, if I'm not feeling like how I'm expected to show up as um as a leader as a professional as a manager all those great terms um what how do i not tell myself that i'm i'm an imposter and i'm fake for doing that right and that we have our inner uh, and we were going to talk about the inside anyway
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i sort of see this as inside part two because last time we spoke about it from the lens of what was going on with uh, Facebook and corporations in terms of workers and the legal landscape, et cetera, et cetera, right? And the ter- tech worker handbook. And this time we're break sort of bringing it home in a different way uh, as inside part two, I feel, um, that you can have different aspects of you show up and they're all okay and they're all enough and they're all facets and dimensions of you like a diamond and a diamond will, you know, a gem will shine in different ways. Does it make it less of a gem? Does it make it less of what it is? No, it it is still whole. In fact, the more facets you see of it, the more you're like, Oh wait, this is another aspect I'm seeing of the gem. Because it gets
1: deeper mm-hmm. and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. each time and and mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah. when we have conversations, right, and we uncover more layers of each other, and we d- uncover each time how many more things we have in common, mm-hmm. and I am convinced, like a hundred percent convinced that as human beings, we have way more common than we do oh, yeah. that is different. But, yeah. right, like Farzine says, the, the propaganda, like yeah. I cannot tell you yeah. how that has stuck with me in such a way, right? The propaganda that we have allowed ourselves to consume, believe, and adopt right not only as like the way we think but to the standpoint from which we are operating right in a way that's been designed by a system that doesn't want any of us that look like me or you or Farzine right. right or my daughter to be successful that mm-hmm. are designed right to um exploit you know what i mean yeah. and, and 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 abuse and so when you're talking, you know, about just this, is this a human experience, right? Yeah. Of just living. Yeah, it's a living but, experience. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like people have real difficulty with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I feel the difficulty comes up with it because one of the, uh, there is a way to see this, that it, you know what, it, we're kind of irrelevant to the system. The system is about benefiting certain people um, or, you know, a certain people who buy in and that person could be white, black, brown, female, male. If they buy in and they support the system, um, then you are actually good. You're going to keep doing well. But what, what's happening in that process is you're going against some of your grain. And so a lot of this is also accepting one that we are all human and that there are more things about us that are not just similar, but the same, right? Um, that we're, not unique and special and yet unique and special in the order and the way that our experiences take place and the colors that they take on and the tones and the shades and the flow of all these things, you know. Um There was a moment about two years ago when I was doing more work on memory and uh there's a saying in Indigenous, especially South American Indigenous, in order to move forward, you have to go back. Uh And so it's really about going back with a specific place in mind and intention that you're going back to remember and heal as opposed to stay there because it's already gone. Yeah. And you don't know the future. So you can only be here today. So how do you remove or clear what is in your way from being here today? Right. Because all those people on the outside, they're actually just they're going to keep creating distractions or whether it's a good distraction or a bad distraction is based on how you see it, right? How you perceive it. If I'm someone who's playing the game and I'm a woman of color and I'm Indian, et cetera, and I'm, you know, jamming it on. And I think it's great. Right. And I support whether it's Modi or I, you know, I support that kind of um talk track, right. Only a man to marry woman, et cetera, et cetera. Again, like all that kind of stuff. If I support that, then, that's going to feel aligned to me because that's where I'm at, right? Uh, so it's, I can't say it's good or bad because it's about what is going to feel aligned to you. However, at the same time, there is going to be a moment where what we are taught as children of ethics is going to conflict with that process, which somebody, you know, Frazine talks about it in the context of, um, if I see how Farzeen refers to it, often it's in terms of the immigrant experience as well in of color and as being, you know, someone who is of Azerbaijani, you know, background uh, and also has Iranian experience, you know. So what would be that experience of being an immigrant and then a diaspora member in the immigrant country that you came from?
1: right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, and as a Pakistani, I have a similar experience because as an Indian in Pakistan, my family would have been seen as they were called immigrants. The, or the word for immigrant is muhajit. And so in Pakistan, we're considered immigrant as people who move from India. And then you move from there already at immigrant status, even though it's homogenous in terms mm-hmm. of religion and being cisgendered, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you move to another country and you become an immigrant there as well. So it's layers of being an immigrant, just like there's layers of being black and, and female, right? And light-skinned black versus dark skin black. And, you know, there's, there's a whole range of things there. So as you talk about the layers that were unfolding, um, and I'm gonna take a break before I go into the anecdote, um, I think today's conversation is gonna be very relevant in terms of why I was crying for 48 hours, you know, on and off. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: you have, like always, right? You said so much there and it's such a, It's a very deep as well as intimate look into when you think about layers, right? So we are very complex people. Human beings are complex people. But then when you add those systemic, structural, political, legal, compliance, yeah. Ethical, all those other professional, professional, mm-hmm. academic, mm-hmm. mental, physical. Like you add all of those components, right. and it's a whole another ball game. Yeah. So when you think about yourself. And trying to stay aligned with who you are. Like even when, you know, one of the very first conversations we were having when we met and you were in the process of doing the preparation stuff for your wedding. And we were talking about like eating, right? And drinking and sleeping and how food and hydration and rest and all of those things, right? play into your alignment. Those are just other layers and levels of it. So you you think about those from one aspect, right? From one context and from one framework. But, but you can never just keep it there. You can't compartmentalize and say, okay, well, this is like these layers over here. And this is that because not right. only are human beings complex, but life is complex. So yeah. then you add all that stuff that's happening on the outside that we can't control or do anything about. So like the whistleblower, I mean, the stuff that she is has brought out, which you know, yeah. people like you and I who read a lot, who've been following the tech news for decades, none of this is, like, shocking or really no. surprising. I think no. what is shocking and surprising is that this person has the courage, right? The kahunas, yeah. right? The balls. Like, like, like she bad, as far as I'm concerned. I'm like, go, lady, because she knew what yeah. this was going to bring on. And so yeah. that alignment, I want you to say more about that. Yeah. that alignment and how... Managing that conflict within yeah. Yeah. is part of the journey and the process altogether.
0: Always. Um, so there's a couple of things I'm going to bring up. Uh, so the reason why I was the personal input from this week, I would say, is there's two great things that happened. Three, really. One, from an integrity perspective, if I talk about it from an alignment side there's the conversations we have, there's why, you know, I resigned when I resigned from my last workplace That's what I've been doing since then. And then in the middle of it, I, you know, jump back, I would did this consulting gig for, for one of the, one of the, you know, companies. And in that process, I, it suddenly I realized I have to renew my certification for AI. And so I dived into it and remembered, Hey, uh, this is what it felt like and this is what it feels like to keep investing in my technical skill set. And I, I haven't lost it. Yeah. And because then the reason why we see it as lost is because there's constantly the scarcity idea that is tied with professionalism and tied with hiding layers. And it's tied with, uh, success, which is this idea that if you don't, um, protect it, if you don't play games in within games, layered games, to keep it, you're going to lose it. And I just want to start by saying that whatever you have earned up till now, and that earned could be something in the professional space, or it could be even just the courage to go on after a horrific experience. And the courage you take every day to, you know, make your bed, show up at work, um, do what makes you feel beautiful and makes you feel beautiful to, to yeah, and look beautiful, right? Whatever that is. That you keep doing that. And in the process of that, the other thing that becomes apparent then to you is, you know, I have, that you have a skill set. And even if something mm-hmm. bad happens and you decide to change your career or you have an epiphany that, Hey, this X thing that I've been doing is not in alignment with my inner aspects. Then the first thing you think about is, Oh, how do I come into alignment? Right. And just what I want to mention is that the coming into alignment is not a linear process. We just Mm. don't think like that. Right. So say that
1: again, you need to
0: say that again, because I think alignment is not a linear process. And I think
1: that matches right with other processes. Right. So I don't know. I think I may have told you that one of my dearest oldest friends died the day before mother's day this year. And my therapist who I, you know, Thank you. My therapist, who um, I talk about all the time, that's something that he told me is that grief is not a linear process. So now as you're talking about alignment and you're talking about alignment not being linear now, like it's coming together. So I want you to say a little bit more about that for people. Right. So that as you're when you think about, cause I think about, we talked about this, especially when you were planning your wedding stuff, right? So you think about your physical, your mm-hmm. emotional, your, your mental, your sleep, your water, your rest, your, your, your meditation, your movement, right? Your are you're all of those things trying to get in alignment. So talk about like, yeah. what that process is, because I don't want right. people to think like, okay, I don't have my shit together. I'm not right. in alignment, this and that. Right. So talk about it. Yeah, Which is, I think, where a lot it.
0: of people are left when you have these leader, leaderly leaders, as, you know, Farzine talks about it. Um, and, and nothing wrong, per se, with what they're doing, yeah, because they're trying to, you know, whether it's the Brene Browns or the G- Gary Vaynerchuk, or so whoever it is that's talking you know, about um, trusting and this and that and, you know, made billions through that process, et cetera. Um, at the same time, there is this element of of seeing yourself as you are and not getting scared because just the awareness is the alignment in itself. So just the awareness that you are this person and you're playing this role because of X, Y, Z reason, which means it could be anything from like, I was taught to play it and I have a daughter and I want to build the best life for her. Um, I have a family. I want to build the best life. I've got ailing parents. I want to build the best life. It, it could, or it could be that I want to be in purpose. And I left this marriage because it wouldn't have allowed for me to really be in the environment to be in purpose. It could be any of those things. And the key principle there in alignment, and I'm going to give this example now, is that Wanda, you and I were talking about the great resignation, right? And why, when we talk about the great reset as COVID-19 and what it did, and we talk about the great resignation, there is two things that come with it simultaneously. One, there's this shock, value, awe, drama, you know, yeah, like resign, right? Like this boom event. And often the boom event is what's associated with the epiphany of alignment. When really it's not the boom event. You don't get old because of your birthday. Uh, you are getting older because of the 364 days in between. Okay. And what you're doing there, right? And some could argue that you could also be younger based on, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm, what I'm really trying to say there is that you are going through a process every single day. Like you mentioned therapy, there were some days in therapy where I would, you know, go in and I'd feel like, Oh, we didn't make much progress today. You know, cause I was seeing progress from a perspective of like realizing something and then doing something um, and having a breakthrough, right. Or a mm-hmm. download as they call yep. it. Right. Whereas there are going to be many days when you have buildup, or you have clearing, or you have the mundane. And then one day out of 10 sessions or 15 sessions, it's going to be like, oh, shit. um, And that you call your breakthrough. But really, it's that whole amalgamation of 11 sessions that is your breakthrough. It's It's everything, right? It's what I call when you're making the bed, you are in your most spiritual self. And when you're meditating, you're in your most mundane self. So you're meditating between washing the dishes and walking the dog. Yeah. Or you are, um, you know, making the bed in between having some dreams of, you know, some, some realization around your parents and healing. And then having a come to Jesus conversation with your partner about something that's worth you or not. Mm-hmm. So the mundane is spiritual. The everyday is spiritual. And spiritual is every day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a God complex mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. that you were meant to be doing X, Y, Z. And so since you're not doing it right now and you're a technical architect or an engineer, you know, I am championing women in tech, but this is not enough. And I'm not in purpose. And damn, Brene Brown's in purpose. Right. My Angela was in purpose. Martin Luther King was in purpose. I'm just kind of sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. And Girl, <laughs> this is too much.
1: This is too much. People people not gonna be able to handle all this. They not gonna be able to handle it because we have adopted and believed and learned and conditioned ourselves out of all that alignment, out of all of that, right, is a process and to your point around the non-linear nature of it, right, is that it's okay, even though everything is telling us it's not okay. I'm yeah. an imposter. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. And literally it's all nonsense, right? And it's it all stuff and yeah. messages and it's propaganda. All okay. Yeah. It's right. All because okay, it's all, okay. all the
0: time. You know, right. you don't need to go eat chocolate to deal with it. You don't need to go have bubble tea or like have a green drink you know you can from like that store that's selling it for nine dollars right i mean you don't need, and then has a namaste sign above it like you don't <laughs> need necessarily um you know and, and and nothing wrong with namaste nothing wrong with the green drink and not it's about the place from which you are going to go get it it's the place from which right if it's just an additive to your internal process i feel like doing this right now cool that's different from I don't feel good about this. I'm not feeling home with myself. How do I feel this mm-hmm. right now? Right. And you and I've talked about weight and eating and because, you know, I, I sometimes think I, you know, live to eat. Um, which is, you know, like by the, um, Brian, my husband, by the time he, Finishes dinner. I'm just starting, right? So I'm like, I'm, I just need you to prepare your meal <laughs> so that I, I'm just starting when you're like sitting down. Um, but yeah, so it's everybody's at a different speed, right? And that's such a great example. So one of the conversations I'm going to share two examples quickly. Uh, what was happening this week aside from me passing my technical work and getting yay! my certification, yay! Yay! hashtag integrity, no matter what else is going on keep building your skills without right. story set time out every single week when i used that's to be right. in the workplace in corporate and living that dream quote or reality you you know invest every week right and you have to and you often hear from your manager well we're not expecting you to invest during the week we were thinking you'd do it on the weekend because you don't have how would you have time during the week right so th- that's that's i think all that's already another level of something that would throw you out of alignment because then you are not spending time with other things that matter to you, other yep. facets of your truth, like with your yep. daughter or with your yep. husband or with your dog yep. or with your jewelry or with your art or whatever, whatever it is with, with the gym or Books, the street, reading, Trees. meditating, sitting outside, right, breathing, right. cooking, anything. And people undermine that bond. And this is the, the first example I bring up. So, and maybe it's just one big example. My parents, who had been here for the last 14 weeks, uh, left for Pakistan yesterday. Last night, uh, the flight was around 11, it was just past 11. We went to JFK, um, from South Jersey near Philly, and we were dropping them off. My sister was with us. And it takes a lot for family to come together these days, not just because of COVID, not just because we're an immigrant and an immigrant families living here in the States uh but also because we're spread out across the country and across now the world because my parents are in Pakistan. Mhm. And we were seeing them after a year and a half with my parents having gotten covid in January and my dad having been through a lot. Um my dad almost passed away and um you know a medicine that was being that is right now people have to go to court to get it uh here uh because it's not being given to patients. Um, or they have to find a different doctor who will give it. But in Pakistan, they found it, they gave it, and it brought my dad back. Okay. Um, but however, it impacted his kidneys pretty badly. And then he's been impacted, his kidneys have been impacted with every, um, vaccine, you know, in terms of the two first and then the booster. Now that that's just normal because the vaccine is going to, uh, it's ensuring that you don't have a, you know, near death experience or that you don't, it's not fatal when you get COVID. it's about protecting you from something fatal but not from other things that might come up right um so a critical piece of that was for me how do we process this week because they're going back to pakistan and i don't know when we're going to see them again Mm
1: -hmm. i don't know
0: if my father's gonna be able to come back here he's almost 70 years old now and with what's happened and how his health is gone um, there was a lot of uncertainty around that. Add in the fact that the Taliban are now in Afghanistan, to the north of Pakistan. Add in the fact that they're, you know, Pakistan stuck between and Ch- between China and the United States right now, from a political perspective. Add in the fact that there's a very difficult social environment right now in Pakistan, and to, you know, it's east with India, and um, add in the fact that we're distanced apart with COVID, and then with the ailing health, and that they're already older. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of factors here that you cannot control which is what happens the process of alignment isn't about controlling what's around you number one it's about managing what's not within your control by what you can control or rather a better word is what you can take ownership of and take responsibility of right so what could i take responsibility of one how do I manage this with my husband, given he's got stressors and I've got stressors? Mm-hmm. And how do we stay, not just see each other as a stressor on each other, but as two people and in technical terms, uh, engineering terms, it'd be two hubs that are connect to each other and they have a bunch of spokes coming out from each of them. So when there's stressors on one, it's going to pull down the other, but you never see that person as just a spoke. They're always your secondary hub. They're your high availability aspect from an infrastructure perspective, right? If you look to a technical architecture. So how do you always see yourselves as partners? One. Number two, how do you ensure that you are healing the relationship with people you might not see as you are moving along, right? And the healing is just in spending time. You don't have to do anything special to make that happen. The main thing there is that you just let come through and let them be as they are. Not try to change them, but let them be as they are. And then number three is to move through it. When I dropped my parents off, there was a process that started in terms of um me going in and out of crying and in and out of feeling regret, but coming back from the regret around not having enough time with them, right? Having not lived with them for 20 years now. And then being mostly in Pakistan, right? And me being here. But How do I appreciate the time that I have with them and keep moving? So I went to the deck and I was sitting outside with my coffee, listening to the trees. And then when I felt right, I put on music. And then when I felt right, I started dancing and moving the energy through. So that is how you have alignment in all forms. You have community, right, that believes your emotion, that sees you and lets you experience it rather than getting scared of it and trying to shut it down in any way, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. You'd experience your emotions, one. Two, you have a sense of awareness and presence with what is going on right now, not what happened before, not some other conversation and some other story when you were 12 or 17 or in some other position and you weren't in the position you are today or what position you wanna be in tomorrow, just today, right? Mm-hmm. What is it right now? And then number three, how do you keep moving energy through it's very important to move physical emotional frequency energy whatever you want to call it if you want to call it emc square you want to call it something spiritual you want to call it crystals i don't really care you you can, it's all of those and none of those together you get to move to move the energy and the way you move like you said is through breathing mm-hmm. right um there's a reason why in 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 Jewish tradition, when you don't say the name of God, what Yahweh means is breathing in and breathing out. It's literally a whole breath. So you breathe and then you move. And those are the three biggest things for me in terms of being present, being integrity uh, and, you know, being aware and then being in the practice of all those things. That mm-hmm. is the faith alignment in every movement. And it's never going to be linear. It's never going to be, oh, tomorrow I won't cry. Hell no. Three days from now, I might break down. Two months from now, I might break down. And that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That I have chills mm-hmm. because what
1: you are saying, right? It's, it's not just from the standpoint of how we think about operating and moving, right? And maneuvering in these different spaces, but it's showing up. Yeah. And being authentic, yeah. but being okay with that, yeah and and we have been taught for so long that we can't be okay, right, and yeah. I think about you know how people get on our calls, and then we talk about our hair game and you know whatever, right, but like, like I remember you know having a relaxer and having my hair straight. Because I knew that I couldn't go to work any other way without somebody saying something to me or not or, saying something or not saying something, and it, and it being some kind of judgment, right? Yeah. And so when we think about the things in which we base our trust and faith and integrity, right, which was one, which is one of the values of my company, right? So my one of my values of radical change. Is integrity right? Yeah. I mean, and 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 so when I think about that, helping people to understand that it's okay to operate within your own integrity. Yes, regardless your of own what inner knowing you think that is going to be for someone else.
0: Absolutely, and this is actually while you were saying this, oh, beautiful. While you were saying this, I was thinking that, like when you were talking about you know about your hair, etc., and what you felt like you had to do with the relaxer and I was thinking about how there was a moment in 2019 where I stopped straightening my hair to just experience it uh whether it was Burning Man or the retreats or me appreciating my hair it was my one and only burn that year in 2019 and it was the last one that happened at that scale before COVID uh came up Mm -hmm. okay so um whether it was that, you know, sort of coming in with that kind of uh, allowing yourself to dispel and free. I saw a change in my relationship at work with people. Not people that liked me a lot. But some of the people that maybe were already not very fond of me. You know, and it was just one more thing that they could add. Because it was like, does she not care at all about how she looks? Or is she just going to be in her own vibe a little bit with what she's doing? Mm-hmm. And the thing is that... It's about what you want, right? And you can want competing things. You can want to be a director at a corporation that is white heavy uh, and want to fit in. And you can want to keep your hair that way. So if you want to do both and they aren't fitting each other, then you're going to have to pick when you do what. Which is the easy part when it comes to something physical, right? When it comes to something emotional, then you have another choice to make. Because for the longest time, men specifically, cisgendered men, were taught to, and still are taught, to compartmentalize their emotions. And so are women. That emotions good in certain places and not good in other places. Reality check. Emotion is always going to be there because you are alive. When you die, the emotion will end. (laughs) Okay? So either you choose that you want to dance with this emotion, you want to regulate it, you want to talk to it. But if you make it bad, then it's going to really show you what it means because it's going to pop up in times when you don't expect it to. It won't get resolved when you want, when you need it to so that you can move on to the next present moment. Um, and it's going to get in the way of your goals and you're going to feel confused and not in control of yourself. Um, and it's, I think control is a difficult word because control means conformity. And some of us have a very difficult experience with that when we've been controlled by others, overpowered, traumatized, terrorized.
1: And all of that control, all of that power, all of that trauma that we may have suffered in the workplace or in our families, all of it, right? With people we trusted, yeah. People we trusted is related to things that were way out of our control and way out of our design, right? right? So the whole way that patriarchal white supremacy was set up to work around right. the world, right, would 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 um negate that, right? Would right. negate not only our individualism and coming into who we are and and being confident in your own skin and being authentic and da 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 right. Thing yeah. after thing after thing. Yeah. The system is not designed for that to happen. It it right. And it's not designed for you or me or anybody that looks like us or anybody for a bit, you know, that has a, a, a non-American sounding accent, you know, and plus got some brown skin or some or, curly British. or, or British or kinky <laughs> hair, right? Yeah, okay. Literally, those are the two <laughs> accents that are okay. The, Amer, the American Accent yeah, yeah. and the British accent. Those okay, you can go right. right Even the right. South African accent, you can get away with those, right? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: You Absolutely. can get away with that one too, um, right? You know, Australian, there's yeah. a reason for this, right? Uh, New Zealand, South African, you know. And the thing is, what's really interesting about this experience is that, and, and that all is going to be there, right? So nothing is going to change colonialism, colonialism's impact, which I am 100% in line with Frazine on this in terms of the truth of what exists. Then there is what you're going to be or do about it for yourself. And how do you move with this? How do you navigate this? So one, it's not linear. You're always in alignment, always in process because you're living this life. One. Number two, as you realize things, you're going to keep working with it. You'll figure out your timing. And no one's timing is better than another person's timing. We're all doing what we're meant to do and for ourselves, whether it's spiritual or just scientific or logical or or psychological. Whatever view you have on it, and I say this because, you know, there's a lot of problems right now. It's very problematic, the spiritual, you know, the wellness industry aspect, because it's laden with supremacist stuff, right? Uh, And laden with co-opting and laden with appropriation. And I was recently explaining to someone what appropriation means, and really it's less about what you're doing that's of another person's cultural practice, but more about what you're not doing to respect it, Yeah. And to give it its full power and presence and and honor, right? The reverence that is required when you are engaging in a practice that you have otherwise, through your culture, been debilitating, right? And destroying. So there's an ownership in that. So there's integrity, right? Which is like when you say something or you commit to something, you do it. 100%. When you say you are this, you are it. So we're always all coming into integrity. We're never at 100% integrity. We're never at 100% in the light. We're always coming into the light, right? We're actually never at 100% dark. We're always going into the dark or going into the light because that's the human experience. Mm-hmm. And so when you see it in those forms, then it becomes a continuum. Are you going to sometimes become fed up? Which is the last point about this. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, this is too long. When am I going to just get there? You're always there. Which is why you're never gonna get there, because you're always there. And you always get to choose to be in that place in between light and dark, in that alignment with center. You can always choose to be there, no matter what is happening. And sometimes it's gonna get very tricky. Did for yesterday got very tricky with me because of some stuff that I had going on. And I felt like my respect was being questioned, you know? Mm. And it was. And I had to choose, well, if it had if it wasn't getting questioned in this moment. How would I behave that? Can I step into that? It took me four hours, right? It took me four hours of moving through the anger and the stories and the resistance. The resistance of feeling like my identity is being questioned. And moving beyond it into being like, no. I can always choose to be where I'm at.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can
0: always go from compassion and say, I love you. I don't like what you did, but we can discuss it later. Yes. We can discuss it ongoing. Right now, this is what I want for my present. And you can always take back a moment and then you can choose to share it. Mm -hmm. When someone takes it for themselves, that's individualism. There's no such thing. Right. And Sara Faruqi, another person who set up the group Conscious Collectivist, right, or Collectivism, she talks about this. Which is there is no such thing as individualism. By the way, individual individualism was something that was invented alongside with colonialism and industrialization to divide property so that it wasn't it wasn't communally owned, so that people could be controlled, because when they're divided, they're easier to conquer. Every time themselves.
1: And, and and this is centuries upon centuries, and we still either right. haven't learned it, haven't figured it out, forget that, because it keeps happening over and over and over. And that's the perfect that, I mean, you, you, ex- I have chills. You explained it exactly, right? And, and, and I think, I think a frustrating part, you know, for people like us when we have the conversation is like, it feels really crystal clear. But mm-hmm. at the same time, because of the systems, because of the structures, because of the propaganda, because of the communication, because of all the messages, right? And that onslaught of, Everything that is telling us that you can't align with what yeah. is your true self, and that awareness that you think you're getting a peek of that, ooh, that thing that's making you say, "Uh-uh, this isn't sitting right," and yeah. I, I feel more comfortable here yeah. or there. That little quiet voice that you hear, or that little, ooh, some hair standing up on the back of your neck, or whatever. We or need that to pay. That, that stomach ache. We need to pay more attention to that. That migraine. Yeah, but how many how many women's talking about, oh girl, I had a migraine, I had a migraine, mm-hmm. I had this people mm-hmm. with digestion problems, right? Which we Her know gut. our mm-hmm. gut is the root, right? Mm-hmm. That that helps us know when something is wrong if we pay attention to it. Right, physically. Well, for
0: women, it's also lower, but yeah, right. I agree with right.
1: you. <laughs> right, you know, it goes like, all like... the way
0: through. Yep, yep. So,
1: so I mean, all of that is super key. So, if you're, if if somebody were to say, "Okay, Sana, I I feel like I'm a mess, mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't have a maybe conscious
0: mm-hmm.
1: awareness mm-hmm. of." my own center or where I want to be or what that alignment looks like? Hmm. What are some things maybe like, you know, to to get somebody started on it that, that, you know, having maybe spent a lot of time thinking about it?
0: What do you think? Well, number one is congratulations because you see that you are a mess. We are all a mess and we're all not a mess at the same time. And this isn't, I'm not just saying some BS because it sounds great. I literally am going through this right now, right? With an ailing parent uh, who lives thousands of miles away, um, is right now still in a plane, right? Um, and at the same time, I have a bonus son who, you know, it's all been all about his car for the last three months, you know, at the same time, right? At the same time, he's 19, so 19 and 68, right? And very different concerns. And yet it's up to me to be like, no, it's not that I'm a mess or I am a mess or he's, you know, my bonus son is a mess or non-mess or my dad is a mess or is not a mess. It's that we're all a mess and not a mess at the same time. And the acceptance of that is number one. Congratulations. Okay. Number two, it is very important to start being in community. Why? Because if you're not, then you just stay in your stories. And the reason why you might feel like you're in a mess right now is because you are self-sabotaging. We all do. So how do you have a system of community and support some TLC and some accountability, right? Not carrot stick accountability, but more loving accountability, mm-hmm. what we call powerful love, loving power, which is, um, Do you really want to be doing that? You said you wanted X. You said you wanted to do X by this date or by this time. Sana, you wanted to clean the closet and you wanted to sit down and clear the legal papers. Are you sure you want to be doing this? Playing jewelry and like, you know, getting the support 20% discount on Rouge? Or (laughs) (laughs) my girl. (laughs) Um Uh, You know, or, you know, and then it's not a you should be doing this or not should be doing this. Your community, your people will say, if you want to, the choice is yours. And if in that moment, that choice for you is, no, I want to look at my rings. And I want to sort my makeup. Okay. And then you hold yourself in alignment with, oh, yeah, you will already. You're already aware of it. They were just reminding you. So the process of undoing a mess or moving beyond it, rather. Because whatever made you a mess is, has, is already in the past. You might not even be a mess today. It already happened. You're remembering that you were a mess. And you're calling yourself a mess today. Okay. You're less of a mess than yesterday because you're saying to yourself that you're less. You're a mess. So you've already realized it, right? One. Number two, it's there's the awareness, right? Like I said. Then there is having that community, like I mentioned, right? And doing the little things. So one, get some help. And it could be a therapist. Right. I always recommend a therapist no matter what. Uh, before I started with my coach and with my series of work that I did in 2019, I started with a therapist in 2014. Okay. Cool. And the key thing with a therapist is that they don't need to be, I'm, I'm no specialist at getting a therapist. Um, but you can easily, you know, go to Talkspace. You could go to a bunch of different apps. You can go to it, your EAP program. Find someone who you can trust or you feel, uh, comfortable. Is comfortable and it doesn't have like often I've seen people who don't want to go to therapy really are like oh yeah that was wrong with this person and then they said this and I was like what and like you know it just goes on and on and on the stories right and to basically not go to therapy or to feel like there's always an issue with it it's not about the therapist it's about you the goal for that therapist is just to be a mirror to you right Uh, a coach is a mirror with some buttons and whistles and like things that you would that would put you into action like, you know, yep. one of those, you know, table tennis paddles, like it'll suddenly whack you and say, okay, go do what you just said and what you just saw in the mirror. Okay, <laughs> Like, Absolutely. you know, that's what a coach becomes, right? But a coach is not going to be a therapist. It's like a Venn diagram because a coach doesn't have the psychological, psychiatric insight that a therapist is trained to have, a counselor mm-hmm. is trained to have, right? So that's very essential because you don't know. If a trauma is left unresolved for a longer period, then it will become an issue. And so if you develop a mental health condition of some sort, instead of trying to run from it, face it. So that come, brings me to my second point. Part of awareness is to face it. So if you see that you're a mess, now you got to face the grief. And what you call regret. And what you call guilt. And they're not real at the end of the day. They're just stories.
1: that you tell and
0: that- yourself. That you tell yourself. You so tell one yourself. of my really good friends. And that the environment tells you to tell yourself. Not and the environment you, magnifies it. it. You. Yeah, it's not that it hates you because the environment isn't specific to you. The environment is for all. They're doing what they need to do, right? But when it comes to you taking care of you, no one's doing that, right? Uh, and only you can do that at the end of the day. And nobody else is supposed to do that. Only you can do that. You can go to other people for help. You can tell them what you need. But if they don't know, they're trying to take care of themselves, too. And that is really important to remember. So, Wanda, what were you saying, sweetie? I interrupted you.
1: No, no. So the, the point of, you know, not only being able to, like, sit with and face and say to your point, I'm I'm a mess and I'm not. But at the same time, that mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So having a mirror, whether it's a friend or somebody that went to school for eight or ten extra years. It's better for it not
0: a, to be a friend. Exactly. It's better for preventing but, because friends don't know, you know. Right. But
1: but but a friend can also, if you talk and say, Hey, this is what I'm experiencing and this is what I'm going through, they can be like, because that is real stuff, right? That is hard things. Those are things that are difficult and those are things that are challenging. And so I think a big part of the other piece of what you said was that a person can not only experience what is happening, but be learning and growing from it right at that exact time without having to feel that pressure because people get to do right. So you, you always talk I to do. me beautifully about that choices that we get to make. Right. And it, and it, yeah. and it's like, to me, like I, I feel a sense of like freedom and calm because the way you, you are able to, you know, articulate it and bring it to that light. So, you know, we only have like a couple of minutes left, but just, you know, say a little bit more in terms of, you know, like, so what's next, right? So we've looked at how we think around that internal alignment, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter whether we're looking at it from academics, career, trauma family, healing. trauma healing. It doesn't matter. So, so, so now how do we start to do that integration mm-hmm. with what we have I want to say like seen and uncovered within ourselves. Yeah, what you brought into
0: the light. What you brought into the light. So on on that point, I want to mention. So um, I was going to write this in one of my farewell letters. And then one of my mentors, because they always have a mentor. Even if you're standing for justice, always have a mentor, right? Or someone who's in your court. Someone who um, appreciates you, sees you for who you are. That's the other thing. It doesn't have to be a friend. It can also just be someone who says, are you kidding me? You're awesome. Those 10 men in there, I had someone do this for me. It was Ellen Weinstein, in fact, uh, back in the company when I was in Canoe. And I was, um, you know, working with, I was 27, 28, 29. And I had 10 men around the room. And I was the project manager. And all these men are over 40, mostly over 50, I would say, or nearing 50. And some of them just were like, you know, and I used to use examples, like not kill two birds with one stone, but more like, let's get our shoelaces tied and move. Right. And this man who was one of my mentors, he headed up a team at Nielsen. of some people. This yes, that was a great, like analogy. I'm going to use that. And so the little things that we bring is our magic, right. And I was feeling really down because they were, I didn't, the energy wasn't working in the room and I was leaving the meeting. And this woman who was next door came out and she said, you killed it in there. Don't wait for their feedback. They might not give you something that you need or that you want. Either way, you know, and sometimes it'll be what you need. But then those people in the court will tell you or you'll go and set up time with them and they'll let you know, Mm -hmm. but not every meeting is going to feel great because you are beyond killing it in that meeting. You're commanding it. You're leading it. Know that and that makes all the difference. She was not my friend. We didn't work on a day to day basis. She was in the next door room and she heard what was going on in this room and she had the experience to know what was truth from untruth, right? so it's it you know that's that's the difference so when it comes to integration what i was going to mention was one of the things i didn't write because the mentor told me not to was that my name sana in arabic it's in spanish it's in a few different uh you know it means the word in norwegian it means healing in spanish in arabic it means brilliance or brilliant light um and i often realized in 2019 and especially during 2020 in quarantine that My purpose is to bring things in the dark, in the crevices and the hidden, not wrong, just in the hidden, into the light. But not just to flash light on it for nothing, right? It's so that they automatically transform just from awareness. So the integrity is that once you, like you said, Londa, exactly on point, bring it into the light. Now you just get to integrate it with what's already outside. Mm. And that process starts and then the alignment kicks off. The center kicks off. It just starts flowing like a symphony. So long as you keep saying, I'm in process, I'm always in alignment, I'm in awareness, I'm in my stories, I'm in my ego, and it's all good. I'm living life. I'm loving people. I'm showing up for myself. And above all, I am showing up for the love in me. And I think integrating in and without is really about integrating what it means to feel love for yourself with what it means to extend that love to other people and other beings around you, no matter what side they're on, whether they're on the side of your ego and what you think is right or not. And that's the really difficult thing. That's what integration actually ends up leading to, which is alignment in its highest form. Right? So that's where we're going to go. I think in the next session with examples.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like, so I have chills. You just, you, I I love you.
1: Sana, I love you too. Listen, you, you, because you, you touched on so many things and I, I had, while you were talking, I just had a vision of you in a room with just young women around you just looking like, and you're just dropping these little brilliant, Dips of light that are coming into their lives and opening up stuff around them, like, like, like I can, I can see this, and I can see girls with every shade of skin, with every texture of hair, with every eye color, every hair color. I, I can see that because and every kind of energy, ground, every energy, kind of energy, energy. Mm. all of it, because, Thank because. You we have to do we we we're at that point right so yeah. it's like everything i think i've been thinking about you know over the past 7 but more 3 2 last year and a half right yeah. it's really going to we have to make radical shifts in our energy in Absolutely. our efforts mm-hmm. and we have the power so this whole thing This is radical because we haven't thought about it like this. We haven't allowed ourselves to be in that awareness and that alignment to step into it because we've been too busy listening to the noise
0: and the drama and seeing them and saying, this is how we got to fight feminism, seeing this and saying, we don't want to be men. No, it's not about what you don't want to be. It's about what you do want to be. And stepping into
1: it. Yeah. And so, I mean, you said it beautifully. So, you know what we are wrapping up. It is, um, time to to sign off but this you know my dear friend i like i'm just looking forward to keep not only having a discussion but like keep building and and growing like in this work and and sharing it and figuring out you know the next levels right and how to keep continuing it so i want to say thank you to everybody who is listening thank you you to you for these conversations the group chat radical power Sana Akon, thank you again very much. Thank you, Wanda, And I will see and talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye, Bye,
0: Speedy, bye.